The year is 2020. A wasteland and a field of ruin have destroyed our mana bases. There is but one solution, one way to save the metagame. Brave souls working for the benefit of us all. Welcome to the Astrolab. everyone welcome again to the astrolab the only podcast on the internet everyone seems to want to ban i haven't done that in a while so whatever hey uh i'm joe this is scott and uh this will probably be kind of a shorter show because we're gonna talk about mostly about magic online stuff but uh scott how you doing tonight Let's see dragons of Stormwreck isle oh hey joe uh sorry i forgot we were recording uh got the new uh dnd starter set dragons of Stormwreck isle and before writing the adventure, I thought I would read ahead. <laughs> wow, that was awful. I know. Hey, it's the mechanic we, I don't think we mentioned last week. Yeah, I um, don't think we touched too much on it. Although, well, did we talk about founding the third path at all? I don't, maybe that. I, I don't think so. The the new Snapcaster Mage, as people are calling it. And I'm like, no. is it? I mean, it's it doesn't attack for two. pretty good. The card is, is really good. Triggers Ledger Shredder, get out, right? Yeah, that, I think that's the best part about that card, is that it triggers Ledger Shredder. I mean, like, uh, the the history of that card, once it was released, it was, or previewed, mill players were like, <gasps> and then suddenly, like, everybody else, especially the Murktide players, were like, huh. Yeah, <laughs> once people started pointing out that you could, like, play it on Chapter 1, Cast expressive iteration, trigger your Dragon's Race Channeler twice, trigger your Ledger Shredder once. Uh, and just love, like the amount of card you see in that exchange is just absolutely bonkers. Yeah, it's uh, almost better than drawing that many cards. Right? Yeah, well, it's like, say, like you want to go like turn one, like Dragon's Race Channeler. You want to go turn two, Ledger Shredder, Bobble. Right. Uh, trigger your Ledger Shredder, then turn three, cast this, cast expressive iteration um and then cast you know and then trigger your, your dragon's list trainer twice try your trigger your register shutter maybe and then play a land off of whatever your expressive iteration you right. know and then you're just like like and and that's like the and that's the, like not even like the best part about it. like then turn two is like then the next turn is like mill four cards cast murktide region right. <laughs> like cast a, a 10 10 murktide or something or, right? or like well you can go max you can get as an 8 8 but oh, okay but, but then but then that next chapter that third chapter yeah is you know gonna pump it for one because it exiles the card from the graveyard so you at least get to kind of pump one off of that and then you also get to just cast expressive iteration like because why not yeah right? so a, a lot of the um what they're calling i think what they they're jokingly calling it delusian control which is the uh the the blue red uh ledger shredder dragons race channel murtite and legacy which are not it's basically like delver but it's not playing delver Oh, are, are we back to cutting Delver because of this card now? Yeah, well, no, that I, they were back. There was, there's people been cutting Delver again for a while, really? uh, but it's, it's not. So obviously what's the next step in the blue, the blue arms races. Okay. Well, all the Delver players are playing cards like, you know, to undercut each other, like counterbalance and uh, you know, um, pyroblast and all that stuff. What's the next natural step and to go, uh, you know, is to go above the Delver shell which, you know, go above that stuff and play bigger stuff. So that's why you start playing like Ledger Shredder and just drop Delver and, mm. 
uh, and then of course that leads the Delaware players to all play on Holy Heat because it kills Ledger Shredder better, and yeah, <laughs> and so yeah, it's it's like this weird arms race back and forth. But there are some people that are trying it, and that's one of the jokes that that they've coined they've coined it uh, Delusian control because uh, the philosophist is named after is like a a philosophist on uh, dichotomies and whatnot and so that's kind of like the the dichotomy of delver that you've got these two different versions uh but i have a feeling that's all about to change pretty soon uh as of today uh, in fact probably as of this weekend depending on what happens this weekend with people being able to get cards because we get cards coming to magic online yeah we've talked about this uh for a few shows where there are cards available on paper that have not been available on magic online and some of the data in regards to what uh, you and the others uh, collect to provide some type of metagame analysis is kind of skewed a little bit because there are things in paper that aren't supported on Magic Online. But right. now, now it's uh, hopefully it'll be even footing. I, I don't know the pricing of these cards yet um, as far as number of tickets or whatever, but hopefully it doesn't get too crazy. So one of the cards that has been a big deal in paper, uh, especially in delver shells mm-hmm. uh is maddening hex uh and that's the uh the one red red uh, aura curse uh and it's uh whenever enchanted player casts a non-creature spell you roll a d6 and it deals damage to that player equal to the result then you attach maddening hex to another one of your opponents chosen at random which in 1v1 does absolutely nothing uh you just right, so right now it's four uh yeah so <laughs> i mean that's the thing like the thing about this card is really good at just like okay sometimes you roll you know low and it's right. worse worse than sulfuric vortex other times you roll high and it's way better than sulfuric vortex it's like a double bolt yeah yeah so you know it's it's really ridiculous how good this card is but the one of the decks that it slides right into is is blue red delver and uh, so on top of all that un- unlike with really any anything else whether it's uh well, heck, what 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 creates clue tokens in Legacy? Anything? Mm, I'm thinking. Don't think or, there's. Or, or well, like with when Ragavan was legal, treasure tokens, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, unlike treasure tokens, or maybe even zombie tokens, but usually players playing a deck to make zombie tokens will have those. Everybody should have a D6. Yeah, there shouldn't be a situation where it's like, oh, I don't have a D6 on me, and I'm playing Maddening. Right. If, if so, come on, check yourself. Right. Yeah, that's uh, obviously people should have that. Yeah. Um, another uh, card that's coming in this is uh, our good friends Minsk and Boo, Timeless Heroes. Uh, thank God. I'm so excited to finally see this card come to Magic Online. Go for the moto, Boo. Uh, it's this card. So people may not understand or realize that this card is actually like really absolutely insane in Legacy. Uh, which is funny to think about because you're like, oh, this is a four mana planeswalker. Why is this? How is this good in in Legacy? Um, I don't know. People are playing. Uh, was it four mana Soren? Uh, I mean, the Wandering Emperor. Jace, Jace the Mind Sculptor for the longest time was well, one of the best planeswalkers in the format. But right, and then people switched over to Soren because of the uh, Pyroblast increase in uh, in main decks. This is this is realistic, and this is why Minsk and Boo is pretty good because it can't yeah. be Pyroblasted, and it's uh, two red and a green. Uh, when Minsk and Boo enters the battlefield, or and at the beginning of your upkeep, uh, you may create Boo a legendary one one red hamster creature token with Trample and Haste. Has plus one, put three, plus one, plus one counters on up to one target creature with trample or haste. 
Uh, minus two, sacrifice a creature. When you do, Miskaboo deals time, Timeless Heroes deals X damage to any target where X is that creature's power. If the sacrifice creature was a hamster, draw X cards. So that's like the big kicker is like right off the bat, you get a 4-4 four, four with haste and trample. I cast Hydroblast. Yeah, that's that's the awkward thing is like, okay, well, you have to kind of Hydroblast Minsk. Right. Yeah, you hide. Well, here's the awkward part. Because this is a, an ETB trigger, this is a planeswalker with an ETB trigger. You can bolt this, and you can hydroblast this with the tr- with the trigger on the stack, and mm-hmm. deny them the ability to use the ability. But for the most part, you're going to be playing this in a uh, pretty much. You're not going to be playing this against Delver. You're going to be playing this against a control mirror and like a control mirror or a control matchup, right? Where you're like, okay, well, I make boo, um, I make a four four, I I attack even if they plow you know find an answer for the boo and they plow the boo okay next turn i make a boo make it a four four go to attack like you know it just creates a threat every turn and the other nice thing about it is okay okay so say you connect for a turn okay well i connected for four next turn i'm gonna connect for four again now i'm gonna minus boo and deal four to you and draw four cards and that's that's really really powerful uh and so yeah there's a reason why it's been showing up a lot like Oh, uh, I'm like, so what's the difference between the arena? Sorry, I was looking between the arena and the normal one. And the only difference is they removed the Minskambu can be your command. Yeah, well, and it's mana cost. It's mana oh, cost. Is, yeah, 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 it's mana cost is five Stupid instead of four. Stop, yeah. stop messing with stuff out. But um, so yeah, uh, it's it's a really good card. Uh, I'm excited to see it finally get put onto Magic Online. It's It's fantastic. They did add bunch of the um background uh legendaries and they added a bunch of the backgrounds unfortunately they have not added Ad- abdeladrian gorian's ward so we cannot world gorger dragon white unfortunate um they did also add a bunch of the take the initiative cards right uh so uh, take the initiative cards have been programmed uh a lot of basically mostly a lot of the ones for popper specifically uh, have been put in there. Um, also, they put in Kenku Artificer for Popper. Uh, so they really um, have really thrown in a bunch of different stuff. And so that's really good to see. Um, this has been probably the best Magic Online update, I think, in a while. Uh, and it's simply because I, it seems like, you know, we had the discussion when they decided to do the transition to Daybreak game. Right. From uh, the Magic Online team into Daybreak games and moving yeah. Magic Online there. And we were skeptical. You know, people were people were skeptical. I'm no longer skeptical. I think that they're doing a great job. I think they're handling things. They're listening. It, they're really listening. I think that's like the best thing about this. They're responding on Magic on Magic Online's Twitter. Like they're responding to like uh, direct messages on Twitter about things. Wow. Okay. They are they are really 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 paying attention, and I think that this is showing the fruits of that labor. Uh, because the other thing we're going to talk about here, so not only are they were like, hey, we know that both Legacy and Popper have had divergences in their meta games because of cards not available. Mm-hmm. Like we are we are aware of this, and we're taking steps to fix that. And like that that in itself is like, okay, good job, guys. Like. You are really, really taking that opportunity, that initiative, haha, to nicely done to fix to make to bring these the, the meta game, the paper, and the online meta game into into line. Another thing that came up in this 
that they're changing is how slightly a little bit about how treasure chests work. But a lot of these cards are treasure chests are only found in treasure chests, uh, mm-hmm. like Minskin Boo, Maddening Hex, uh, Hack, you know, Displacer Kitten when it came out. You know, a lot of these commander cards don't have standard draft, you know, uh, challenges, or, you know, or challenges, but standard draft leagues or, you know, anything like that that occurs with those sets that are open in a booster. They're they're not open in a booster. They're opened in in chests. So one of the things that they're doing is like, okay, well, now we have a new category within treasure chest that reply that basically goes to all these cards that are in this category are all treasure chest only cards. And one out of every four chests is going to chain contain a card from this 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 pool. And it's like, hmm, okay, well, that pool is only like 300 something cards, then you're going to get cards much quicker like you're going to get you're going to get these cards much quicker so it's going to help with the price of these cards as well uh, it's going to really 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 uh vamp up the price of these cards because you know i, I don't know what minskin right now minskin boo nobody has any stock of them and goat bots but right now their current price is 35 to 45 tickets Oof. which think about it it's probably pretty good because if you think about it that's its initial price right now that, oh, that, okay. That, that, yeah, I see what you're saying. That might go down because of the fact that pe- more people are going to open them. It should. Whereas before, with the way chess worked before, if they had just stuck it in the chest and said, "Here, here you go," that would have been a hundred tickets easy right off the gate, right at the bait, like right. just easily a hundred tickets. So this whole treasure chest only thing is really good. Um, they've also made some changes to how curated the curated slot works. Yeah, so, I, I noticed that. That that's my big thing from the announcement. I mean, Grant, I don't play a lot of Magic online, or really none um, yet. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, that was my big thing because I remember that was a topic on our show not that long ago, but it's been a while. Yeah, um, so they're they're make they made a change there. Uh, so that's that's really good. Honestly, I'm real thrilled that they're making these changes. But for me, and we've talked about this before. Uh, and this is something that's come up quite a bit, but they're also made a change to how league matchmaking is going to work. Uh, so one of the issues that we've had, uh, in these, um, lower populations, uh, formats like standard and vintage, and I've seen, even heard of that they've infested draft leagues too, wow. is win traders. Yeah, And one of the things that they're doing to help combat that is that they are taking away the ability to decline a match in a league once you're paired. Uh, the join match button is gone. There's no kind of confirmation stuff there. Uh, once you click play, as soon as you're paired, you are going to play. That's it. There's no, you know, be able to click or, you know, you know, try and click out of it or anything like that. So what that does these win traders, what they do is they 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 sit in the they sit out there and they are communicating with each other. Say, okay, well, I hit I hit play, and I hit play. It came up on my side, said join match, and it came up on my side and said join match. So that means we're paired, right? And so that means they and it's like, but if it didn't do that, then they can't they they were canceling out of it, right? Yeah, they, they or they would have like a list of like the magic online login names oh no no you can't you can't see that when you when you no, like they can write it down like hey what's your login name right you know but yeah they they would have some way either through what you're talking about or some other method where it's like all right that's the name of a person i know and well no 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 you don't so you don't get to see who you're paired against until the match actually starts 
Oh, I see what you're saying. So yes. they, they were relying that, on the fact that moment to where they could bail out. They're, they're, yeah, they had they had a moment where they could go, okay, well, it didn't come up on my buddies saying I've been paired, so therefore I'm not paired against them. So cancel. Try again. Oh, it came up at the same time. We're paired. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, those leagues aren't well, but see, here's the thing. They would wait and they would do this at times that take were uh low population times. Right. What what I was wondering though is like say if myself, you and 14 other people were in a league, like and we're paired against each other legitimately, and there are win traders in our group, we could still play regardless of what is going on there, unlike at a store event. Yeah, uh, but yeah. so here's the other okay. thing that they were doing is they would have one of their people would queue into real people. Yeah. And then they would take literally forever to play a match. They would just take the least amount of game option auction actions possible mm-hmm. to keep you there, to keep you out of the queue so that there was one less real player in the queue. And it's hell of a racket. It is because it made money. Yeah. It did make money. Like, so they tried to change that. They tried to fix it by flattening the payout, uh, which was a slightly unpopular uh, yeah, because it impacted those that were not doing it. And so, yeah, it's almost like people were getting punished for something that they weren't doing. Right. And so they were like, okay, well, apparently it didn't quite fix the problem either. And that's also priming a part of the issue is it wasn't quite actually preventing them from being able to still win trade. It was just slightly less profitable. Uh, and the way that they were doing it is they were, uh, instead of trying to pitch four one or fat five they were pitching four ones at, e- at each other. Mm. and so uh because they would allow things to go a little quicker so that they could be done a little quicker and yeah and just start over mm-hmm. so it just really depended on how fast they could do it so they're they're doing this now this makes it really hard for them to do that whole well i queued up at the same time as my buddy and uh i got queued against somebody else i can't kill i can't check out now if I get queued against somebody that's real, I can't check out now. I mean, if they're wanting money, just you know, send me a PM. I can direct <laughs> them to where they can fill out an application. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it was just super easy to do, so that's what made it so profitable. They were making they would make quite a bit of money, but at the same time, it was killing the killing the queues. How much money were they making? Um, for the payout change, it was quite a bit in an hour. Uh, because yeah, like, I mean, I think you netted, I don't, I don't remember the math exactly. I'd have to go back and look. There was a, there was an article that somebody wrote that, uh, that they talked about it where they were like, this is how much money was it more than 20 an hour. Yeah. And they would have to split it. What? Like three ways. I don't know how they were doing that part. Was it it more than 30 an hour? Let me see here if I can find this article. Because there has to be a threshold. There has to be diminishing return. So for the changes, when trading was fairly straightforward, a trader would open an account, give it 10 tickets, use the new account to 5-0 a league, spend 100 of the 151, 151 play points to 5-0 another league, then be left with 200 play points in the bank. These 200 play points would fund this account 0-5-ing the next two leagues, at which point the weight trader could trade everything out of the account and close it to avoid detection. In summary, an account lasted for four leagues, and the win trader would spend 10 tickets in two leagues of time to get 22 treasure chests for a profit of 42.8 tickets in total, or 21.4 tickets per league. Okay. So how are they creating an account and then suddenly 5 Are they renting a deck? Uh, so they are trading the card. They, they are 
they're upfront buying like what at what basically what looks like the cheapest vintage deck possible. So okay. it was mana mana based dredge was the huh. most common one because it's a it's an exceptionally cheap deck. Sure. Um. So I think maybe they spent maybe like maybe a hundred tickets tops. Okay. Or whatever on a deck and then made that back in a span of a couple hours. Yeah. So. So so imagine a hundred, they, hundred bucks. They got to spend five hours to make that money back. No, then, no, no, not five hours. It does not take five hours to do four leagues. Not if they're not if they're instantly conceding. Oh, I, I see. I they're see. Not, they're not. They're not. They're not playing these games out. They're instantly conceding. Right. And yeah, so you could do four leagues in what 15, 20 minutes, maybe. Okay. So then you made forty two dollars in four leagues in in fifteen twenty minutes. Okay, so, so so now you're making almost a hundred dollars an hour. Uh, about one hundred and sixty eight dollars, uh, assuming that there's no leeway. Like you do 10, 15 minutes, get right into another league, do it all over again. Right. So yeah, if you can do four leagues an hour, uh, you're at one hundred sixty eight bucks. Assuming that oh, no, the bots no, are buying from you. That's I mean no no I mean like yeah uh, no I meant that's four leagues is is a profit of forty eight forty two tickets. Oh okay. Okay, so, so, so if you're so doing two tickets, so in an eight-hour day, not counting lunch, because you know these people are just sitting there eight hours a day. It's uh, three hundred thirty-six bucks a day. Take off your hundred. It's two hundred thirty-six dollars a day. All right, I I I can see where they're making money off that, but like, what are you doing with the money? Like, I know, you know. I know, I know. It doesn't make any sense. Are, are you buying a house? Like, but it it just it it's a it's a scam. It kills. But it, it, the problem is, is it kills the you know, it kills the formats that they're doing in it because right. it, kill, it kills the ability to play actual magic in those particular, sure uh, at those times. So like, it, granted, you made 7K doing that 30 days straight. Cool. You didn't go outside at all. Who went to the grocery store? Um, You know, I mean, <laughs> like, I, I'm pretty sure like most of these are like in countries like Cambodia and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm sure this is yeah. all overseas shit. Yeah, like, it is. Absolutely. They're, yeah. they're probably sitting right next to the uh, the gold, the World of Warcraft gold farmers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to think it's the same thing as that. You know, they're that was obviously pop- profitable. Yeah. You know, so yeah. So I, I'm excited that they're making this change because it really will help. I think I think this will be the biggest change to make. Um, the other other thing I could say that they can make changes to is they could make changes to um, how matchmaking works in general mm-hmm. by, by matchmaking you against um, similar, trying to matchmake you against similar record players. Yes. Uh, leagues don't currently do that. So uh, like, that's kind of the thing, like you could match up against somebody who's on like their last, last match of a league, mm-hmm. which I think if they introduce something like that, that would make league matching making harder than it is now. It probably could because you have people come and go so much. Like, yeah, the leagues are like five rounds, but say if you go O two, like how oh, I went to F and M, and people drop after losing the first round. Um, so imagine that on Magic Online where mm-hmm. you go O two, and it's like you know what, I'm going to go play Hello Kitty on an adventure. Boop, log out. <laughs> right. So now if you did that, then the other people in the league. You know, there might be buys, there might be other things where they're not playing. And, and I get the goal is to just keep playing if they're in a league, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I do like how the leagues are play at your own pace. So if you want to play one one match a night for five nights, cool, you can do that. Yeah. So I, I think that's the thing is um, they 
it makes it makes it that would make it a little harder. But yeah, that could, would be also the other thing that they could do. But I don't think that we'll do that. I think this will help more than anything. Yeah. Plus, uh, you have those people that stream on Twitch. Imagine if they are. Uh, imagine they're two and two about to go into their last game or whatever, and you're trying to pair them with someone with a similar record across all league players, not necessarily just the ones in that league. Well, they, I mean, they, yeah. they could be waiting a while, and you know, people who make content like that or who stream, yeah, don't want to be sitting around doing anything. Yeah. So, so um. But other than that, like, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it as far as Magic Online. I think again, this is just a, it's a good, it's a good thing. They're people are paying, they're paying attention. They've also added a new challenge type, mm. uh, so they added uh, limited challenges. Okay. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Uh, so they're they're debuting limited challenges this weekend, uh, and basically it's a, a limited challenge is something that they're going to start doing and it's uh, sealed of the latest standard legal expansion always so of course as of this weekend that will be dominary united sealed so you're saying this first uh uh limited challenge is a first draft yeah awful wow that was bad i had i had to unseal that one sorry yeah and it seems like what they're doing is they're they're doing this so and they're 32 just, players to fire are six rounds long yeah uh, and then and the then, sunday sunday one 64 players yeah and those are seven rounds and they do not and they those are only apparently those are only wins they, yeah they, they yeah, only they play don't do a top eight top eight yeah yeah which is fine which is fine yeah, yeah. I, I i like it it's it's neat sounding so i'm, okay. I'm excited to see how that goes cool um because yeah that's that's kind of fun, but um, we got commander decks on sale on magic. Yes. Yeah. Damn time. Right. Yes. They are actually going to make the Dominary United commander decks on sale, which is excellent. Right. Uh, like, that's, that's going to be very good. That, that should have been like the easiest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I, I think what they should have done is uh, we were talking about this in the magic mic sticks word where uh, basically we said, you know, look, what they should have done is they should have made these available always or whatnot, you know, made to make the commander decks available, you know, in the store and then take the cards that are, you know, possibly going to be, you know, bangers, you know, in, in formats and stuff right. and put those into chests with like their extended art version. Yeah. Something, something flashy to make it worth being included in there. Yeah. And that makes it so when you open it, you know, it's like, okay, well, that's cool. I opened a, you know, extended, you know, border extended, you know, displacer kitten or whatever. But I right. could go could go pay thirty dollars and go get, you know, the, the whole deck and get you know get one. Right. You know, but that helps tamp down the pricing of these things. So yeah. A little a little bit, which is nice. And plus people just want to play commander. Like yeah. imagine uh it's weird that there are people that want to play commander on Magic Online because I've tried playing it before and it's awful. <laughs> I've tried watching it before and it's made me not want even want to play Magic Online. It just yeah, looks it, so bad. It, it, um, it does it does look quite bad to play a multiplayer game, but honestly, I could not imagine that also working in arena. No, so no, not, like, not at all. Like no. Um, uh, people are like, I want to play Commander on Arena. No, you really don't. Yeah, like, no. it's probably not going to be that good. Like, but not- yeah, imagine people spending, say they have a plethora of play points or tickets or whatever to try out a deck before they go buy it in paper. And like, oh, I got this Commander deck. I'm going to play it. 
I know, I don't like it after all. Trade these in for tickets. Or, hey, this is great. I don't even get in paper. And they still have their online. Right. So, you know, that's, yeah, A+. plus. Uh, also, <laughs> in regards to all the things that, like, D&D is trying to do to get only play and only buy direct from D&D, like, Wizards should want this money of, like, people buying Commander decks on Moto. Right. Like, you know, so it's just, it's it's free money. It should be an easy include. So Scott asked me uh, in the show notes, what, now that we have the full reveal, what cards from Dominary United are you excited to play with? And I answered Minsk and Boo. <laughs> but that's not accurate. I, I, well, I mean, in a way it is because it's kind of being released. To, it's being released on Magic Online the same time as the set that came after it. But um, something else I was noticing. Did we talk about Leyline Binding? I think you did. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. yeah I just, just every time I look at that card, I'm like, that's seriously going to cost that much? Like, just thinking of all the triumphs and stuff. Like, yeah, I was talking to, uh, to Folger up at uh, uh, No Limit today, and he's like, think about it. He's like, you can go turn one, fetch, triumph. Turn two, fetch, uh, dual, a uh, shock land that wasn't anything with a triumph. Now your ley line and binding costs one man. Yeah. You have you have a, a O-ring swords to plowshares type of effect thing. So I, um, I have slowly been morphing this Yorion Enchantress build that I have been playing. And so I started looking at the mana base a little bit more and I'm like, okay, well, Hall Hilliard's ju- uh, generosity is kind of awful. Let's pitch that. Um, it, it, is it though? You get it is. It's your pretty, enchantments back. It's pretty awful. It's pretty awful. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, every time I've drawn that card, I, ne- I have not ever wanted it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Right. So I'm like, all right, well, let's let's cut, let's shave, you know, that let's shave here or there um okay well now i can throw in two triumph three triumphs basically well three triumphs basically like two triumphs and spara's headquarters which is right. a tri- which is a triumph i shaved a breeding pool uh so i'm one breeding pool but i'm uh so it's like i'm like one beside you one breeding you, pool. you shaved a what that's a euphemism isn't it? <laughs> uh two flooded strand one adatha triumph one ketria triumph uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, Aspara's headquarters, uh, stomping ground, Temple Gardens, would you know that sort of thing. And I have a Yavama, and I have a Yavamaya too, so that helps too. Wow! So like an Enchantress. So I'm like, okay, well, yeah. How do I make this fit? And I'm like, uh, you know, what what's the cuts like main deck to make this fit? So I'm like, well, if I'm playing Leyline Binding, I don't necessarily need to play a full place of Anthonice. So I'm like, all right, well, I can shave a couple on the nice. I shaved a detention sphere. Um, I shaved two blood moons to the sideboard over the chokes in the sideboard because choke has been consistently awful, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's kind of hard to keep islands tapped down when um, your opponents are usually four color control or four well, color mid-range. Well, it's not just that. It was the fact that um, I'm now splashed into blue. Right. So, it, so I'm playing island-based types yeah it's um, gonna like, hurt yourself so it just hurts me a little bit and i'm like okay well i'm just gonna not bother with that and i'm just gonna play you know that so i shaved the blood moons mm-hmm. uh and i kept well i shaved the i shaved the um the blood moons to the sideboard for choke so i'm still playing one blood moon in the main um because okay. i still think the card's well worth it in the main uh but i'm like well i could play the two in the sideboard and, and then the matchups i really want them i can bring them in like that's that's fine uh so and i shaved i i ended up so i think all said and done i think the only thing is i really need to pick up 
to make this work is a, I need to pick up four ley line binding, which are close to like now they're starting to kind of kind of people are starting to realize like, oh, right. right. This, card, this card's pretty good. And it's like pre-ordering for like $17. Yeah, I was going to uh, pre-order them and they were going for like eight. And then like a few hours later, I think this was Monday. A few hours later, uh, they were gone and pre-ordering for like 17, 18. I'm yeah. like, I'll wait. I, I'm, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> they'll go down. It's only a rare. They'll go down. Right. Exactly. Like, it's only rare. Like, um, so, like, well, well, like, well, uh, well, it's a it's a rare. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's yeah. So it'll it'll go down. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, uh, I need to pick up the triomes. I don't own the. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't. Do own the, I don't own Sparas. I don't own a Ketria. I don't own a Dotha. I don't. But and then I need like a second hollowed hunting because I'm like finally at the point where I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna cut sigil. Uh, okay. And play play a second hollow haunting and play two of those because the card is just absolutely bonkers uh, every time it's come up. Like, but I'm like, well, like if I don't need to play on thin ice, maybe I could play something else. Like, I you know, I'll, well, I'm still keeping two on thin ice because I think that card's well worth having. But I do think that the fact that leyline binding is flash and hits anything <sighs> is just gonna make that so good. So I'm like, I'm I'm keyed in on four right off the bat. Like, oh. just, yeah. for sure yeah this yeah. is this is a four zero tired yeah i'm keyed in at four right so far so just because i really want to see what it does but well i've been kind of looking at uh pioneer because the blue white control decks assuming you're building uh are running four portable hole main deck mm-hmm. and it's like you could shave those put in a couple of these uh and some additional counter spells to counter the early play and then add a card from your sideboard the the next card I'm kind of interested in and called temporary lockdown. Uh, yeah, which, for for those who don't know, it's just one and two white, another rare, not a mythic. And when it enters the battlefield, exile each non-land permanent with main value two or less until it leaves the battlefield. So I think that card has some interesting playability and legacy. Even oh sure, possibly uh, yeah, eight cast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's good in like the like white based control decks that aren't playing permanents that get that eat splash damage to this mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a white version of like um i think the most com the best way to explain it is like it's a white version of hidetsugu consumes consumes all exactly um but it, yeah you want to play it in decks that aren't going to have splash damage to this uh i don't think a cease play in vintage even though it seems kind of fun in vintage to like blow up mock <laughs> but at the same time a lot of the decks that you're playing this also play those same cards yeah. So you're just like, like, oh, okay. Well, I don't want to eat my own board. Um, See, I was having that same thought too. It's like, so I'm playing. Say, if I play blue, I control modern, right? And I'm going against hammer or murktide or something where a chalice for one would be good, or even like a spreading seas would be good against like uh, the titan decks or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and then I play this. Well, now the things I'm I've either brought in or already. In the main deck's construction, the fight some of these decks now they're eaten by my sideboard card. So it's yeah. like who's more negatively impacted near the opponent when that I, I think I think you you board in such a way that you don't have to worry about that in that regards. It, yeah, like that that's yeah. kind of the the consensus. It's like cool, you, you may have slowed them down, but they've been able to to catch up or find a way around your lock pieces. This kind of helps you stay on top of that you're you're playing more of a prison type strategy right you can always assuming if you have uh uh a fairy on the board or, or some way to where they can't interact with you you can go temporary lockdown and put another chalice and one on the board at the same time right so like 
there's things that can be done and some of it does feel magical Christmas landy. But when you think about, uh, again, with modern uh, Azorius Control, it's more of a tap out deck anymore. Thanks to, you know, who, right. uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, this is one where it's like, well, it's a rare, it's in colors I play. Uh, and I play those colors in at least two formats. Might as well just pick up a, a truck ton of them uh, to have them. Um, but yeah, the, those are kind of like the two keys that, that I'm looking at. Um, what was it? Uh, I can't remember if we talked about impulse being reprinted. We may have. Yeah, but, we but talked that, about that. that. That's one that I've been. I'm kind of interested in in playing. I mean, obviously, Liliana of the Veil is everybody's card that they're interested right. in playing. But I think, yeah. Um, I yeah, the set comes out what two days from now. Uh, pre-release is on Friday. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, and then, and I'm actually going to the Friday pre-release at Ma- at Epic Loot. Nice. So, uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but I will mention it's interesting. Um, one of the cards that, that I'm it's going to come up in my uh, set review for vintage that I thought might be interesting to try and vintage mm-hmm. uh, is uh, Sarah Paragon. It's a mythic. It's the one that's got all the memory with the weird memory issues. Oh, you mean uh, it has uh, perpetual? Yeah. It, well, it's that weird card where it's like, you know, once during each of your turns, you can play a land or from your graveyard to cast a permanent spell with mana value three or less from your graveyard but if you do it gains when this permanent is put into the graveyard from the battlefield exile it you gain two life yeah yeah that's the perpetual part yeah that's that's a it's a weird there's no counters involved with that and i think that makes it hard but the get will be good in vintage which means it'll be just i mean obviously that just means it sees play on magic online sure uh but i think it'll be good in vintage because there's this there are the um the mono white like aggro decks um, and there are a couple of them that are like, okay, well, instead of playing Luris as my companion, um, I'm going to play Luris as a main deck card uh, so that I can play um, Archon of Ameria in the main. And so they're like, oh, well, I can play Archon of Ameria in the main, but this like can get back your Archon of Ameria mm-hmm. or it can get back your Luris that you put in the, that gets put into the graveyard. So I think, or it can get back like, or it interacts really well with Luris because like you can like replay like, a wasteland with Luris and then wasteland them and then you could replay the wasteland with this and wasteland them so like, I think it's good for those mono white decks and those mono white decks are not like huge fringe you know they're not huge like meta decks right and vintage they're kind of fringy so I think giving decks like that that are like non blue you know aggro tax decks kind of a kind of a, a new card is always a good thing in my book um that card and a, an anointed peacekeeper um also. Uh, since that card costs three and that's like black lotus mana mm-hmm. and like and lets you see like their hand and stuff like so that's kind of cool um also the other card that from the commander set uh there's like there's one card from the commander set i saw that was like maybe like vintage possible and that's uh gerard's hourglass pendant uh that's a it's a one it's a the, the biggest reason it's it's a one mana value card like it's, it's a it's a one casting cost artifact so urza saga like <laughs> that's like the biggest thing there but it also has flash. Uh, you're never activating its ability, probably. You're only putting it into play for its first ability. And that ability is pretty relevant in Vintage. Uh, and it's uh, if a player would begin an extra turn, that player skips that turn instead. Uh, and it has the rel- the other half of that text is for tap, exile it, return to the battlefield, tapped all artifact, creature, enchantment, and land cards in your graveyard that were put there from the battlefield this turn. But it's really that first ability where you're wanting it you're wanting that extra that ability to deny your opponent an extra turn because um time vault 
uh, you know, manifold key, voltaic key combo is such a big thing in that format that having something you could just slide in off of Ursa Saga that stops that is pretty good. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to see how that comes up. Well, that's cool. I, you know, as much as I may have been down Urza Saga when it first came out, Corn actually isn't that bad. No, it really isn't. Actually, um, I'm going to actually toss the link to this video in our show notes because I think it's well worth the watch. Um, Justin Gennari did a literal one hour long video, one hour long on um, uh, Urza Saga in um, Vintage and basically how the card works, what it does, what it's played in, what the counterplay is. Is this card too good? Like all sorts of stuff. Like it's a really, really well done video. Um, and it's just absolutely incredible that he was able to come up with an hour long worth amount of video for this. Sweet. So definitely, I don't have, definitely something to check out. Yeah. I don't have anything else though, other than it's kind of a slow week. So, which is kind of nice. Uh, it, it can be. Uh, you know, I mean, we're, we're right on the edge of like a new set coming out. So there yeah. is that. Uh, oh, uh, I mean, we haven't talked about other stuff outside of magic. Yeah, my but... my dog my dog's starting to bark though, so I think we oh. should probably uh, okay. start to wrap up. I think we could probably end it there. It's yeah, no, that, that's cool. I mean, <laughs> my dog was barking uh, during the show. Someone probably walked by the house. So yay, dogs! Yeah, yeah. um, I, I am. Before we go, I am curious why we got a mint last year in the D and D set for standard and then got a mince planeswalker card for the commander legends set like i i wonder why the quick turnaround on the same character it just people, people like hamsters it's gotta be i, people, I don't know pe- people like hamsters uh, yeah I, I don't know anyway but, yeah all right so we're gonna go ahead and get this over with uh so uh scott why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the internet and uh i will do the same uh, well, if you want to send me your conspiracy theories of why we got a Minsk uh, legend and a Minsk uh, planeswalker card so quick to eat, uh, so close to each other, you can reach me on Twitter at MTG Pack Boils. Uh, Joe writes a lot of words, not conspiracy, uh, about magic cards. Joe, where can people find your work? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at XP. You can find the cast at the Astro Lab cast on Twitter as well. You can find my articles every Tuesday and every Thursday and TG Goldfish uh, this week in Legacy and Vintage 101. Uh, this week was both my set reviews. Uh, well, my set review of Vintage comes out tomorrow, but my this is my set reviews for uh, Vintage and Legacy for Dominary United. So if you really want to know what my thoughts on are any, on any of these cards for these formats, uh, go check out the articles because there's too much to talk about. Uh, and especially for Legacy, there was a lot of cards to go through, uh, simply because there were a lot of cards that actually looked pretty reasonable. Uh, so, but anyways, um, we're going to get out of here. Uh, thanks. Have a great night and we'll see you guys next week. Go for the eyes, Anakin. Yep. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's, that's wow.